Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Rendezvous and Review. This is Mecca. I am so happy that you're here with me. As always, I appreciate your time and um, listening to what I have to say. Uh, so this is going to be a kinky interview. I'm going to get into um, some details about uh, kink and my relationship status. I am single. I'm dating. Um, if you're interested in coming out uh, to meet me and my friends, we meet every second Saturday with the exception of um, this weekend, for example, I have family in town, so we're not going to be meeting, but it's usually every second Saturday. Just reach out to me and you know, let me ask you a couple of questions, see if you'd be a good fit for the group. But it's always, um, you know, a free event. You know, you don't really even have to spend any money if you don't want to. You just come and meet us and talk. It's great conversation. It's a good group of people and you're always welcome. Uh, all relationship statuses are welcome. If you are married, if you're single, um, if you're dating, you're all welcome to join us. So, um, okay, I'm going to get right into it. I uh, have a Facebook account. It is mainly for uh, work purposes. I'm not on there very often, uh, but someone who I used to work with over a decade ago reached out to me a couple of months ago. And um, every every once in a while, they'll say, hey, how you doing? I mean, especially because the holidays were up upon us. You know, they asked me how my Thanksgiving was, asked me how my Christmas was. They asked me how New Year's was. Um, and eventually, recently, uh, they sent me a message. Now, I, I actually like took a screenshot of it because I'm like, what? Like, this is just so crazy out of out of like light banter. I mean, because I, I kind of saw where it was going a little bit with the Facebook messages because, you know, one minute it would just kind of be like friendly. And then it was like, oh, yeah, you always did have a nice booty. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm logging off. <laughs> like, I just I guess like instead of me confronting it, I kind of like ignored it. And um, so but this is where my ignoring it got me. Um, so the message that I received, it says, so I want us to be upfront. I'm in a E N M ethnically non-monogamous relationship, but my lady is bi and she likes us to play with other women or she has allowed me to go for a one-time solo play. Are you cool with that? It would be cool to have a one-time physical experience with you. Now, I laughed because I was literally just talking to Kathy about like how I don't do one night stands. I'm like, you know, it's it's not a preference. Like obviously like the guy would have to be willing to want to do it again. But at the same token, it's like I'm not going to like to for someone to say, oh, well, I want to have a one time physical thing with you. Like that's not on the top of my priority list. You know what I mean? So, um yeah, that that basically I just said I said it's funny because I just talked to my friend about how, you know, I don't like one night stands. And um I said um mm -mm -mm. hold on, I'm reading this. Hold on. And so I I just talked about I just talked about how I don't do one night stands to my friend. So it's funny that you asked. Um and he said she always knows we are super open in our comms, but Hold on. I'm I'm sorry. I'm getting this mixed up. Let me let me start over cuz I'm missing something somehow. Well, at any rate, long story short, he had already had me and his girlfriend in a three-way and everything and, you know, cuz he's like she's bi and I'm like, "Um, I'm straight. Like you didn't even ask me if I'm into girls." And he's like, "Oh, well she can just watch us." And I'm like, "Hold up. Like where is this going?" Like <laughs> 
And then I just realized, I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, I I knew this guy like 10 years ago. So in, I'm like asking myself, what made him feel so comfortable like after 10 years asking me to be in a three-way with him and his girl? And I'm like thinking like 10, back 10 years ago, like he and I were never like close. We were never on those terms where we even talked about kinky stuff. Like we, we barely talked to each other because we were in different, like we worked together, but we didn't work like side by side. Like we just kind of like high and by type of people or whatever. Um, so it, it actually made me think it's like, should I be offended? Like, you know, should I be flattered? Like what's like, what's going on with the, what would a, what would a vanilla person do in this type of situation? <laughs> like, would they just completely shut it down? Would they block the person? Cause to me, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, you know, it is what it is because with me and my friends, like we, we do have those type of, um, relationships where it's like, you know, oh, well you, you have a couple and they're looking for a third and it's not something that you clutch your pearls about. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, they have that type of relationship where they they let other people come into their bedroom. Um, one thing that I also noticed about this is that I was talking to one of my current coworkers and I was like, oh my gosh, like, well, if she listens to this podcast, then, you know, pretty much my business is going to be out there. And then I was like, you know, what? it doesn't really affect me in any type of way negatively because... Um, she knows what type of person I am at work. Like she knows my work ethic. And so this doesn't really change anything as far as that's concerned. And then it's like, what, what happens as far as like my kinky life and my kinky world and friends is are concerned. It's like, I'm not ashamed of it. You know, it's, it's just one of those things that are taboo for the reasons that society deems it taboo. You know, it's not like we go up to kids and we're like, oh yeah, you know, women, it's okay for women to eat vagina or, you know, lick vaginas. Like, it's not like we do stuff like that. So it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're adults and we talk to adults about adult things. And, um, yeah, that's what makes us happy. So, uh, as far as that person, uh, they sent me another message on Facebook and I, I didn't engage just because, um, like I try to be wise with where I spend my time and my energy. And I had already told him that I wasn't interested and he said that we can just be friends. And um, so he sent me like another message and I'm just kind of like, yeah, not not that close to friends, like not not like the type of friends who we talk all the time. <laughs> like, So, um, yeah, that's just the story that I wanted to share with you. Um, also wanted to give you an update as far as I will be, you know, posting when I can post. And um, if I if I can't do a podcast, um, please bear with me. Uh, I do not have a lot of guests. Like when I first started talking about doing a podcast, I had a lot of people who were lined up, like a lot of people who were interested in being guests on the podcast. Uh, now that the podcast is actually going on, like those people are still interested in doing the podcast. It's just that I had to f- figure out the logistics of it. Um, I do the podcast from my home. And so it's like there are people who I don't mind having come to my home. And then there are other people who I'm just kind of like, eh. Not too sure. Let's try to figure out a way to, you know, get it done. Uh, the last one that I did with Anthony, it was done uh, via Teams and the audio was kind of off. So um, I'm still figuring out like how to get that done, but definitely enjoy doing the podcast. It's like, it's such a pleasure to me to look at the analytics and see how many people are listening and where they're listening from. Um, so if you have any feedback or any information for me, I mean, obviously I can, you know, research and do it on my own, but I love hearing from you. Um, you can send me a message 
and, you know, let me know what your ideas are and what your thoughts are on as far as like, you know, getting the podcast um, audio good and going and uh, I'd appreciate that. So this is the part where we talk about questions. All right. So I picked three pretty random questions. I'm going to be honest with you. These aren't, <laughs> these aren't so, so random. Cause I saw a few, I, I pulled one that I was like, yeah, no, I'm not answering that. And so I put it back. But you know, usually if somebody's here, it's just like, it is what it is. Whatever we pull is what, what we're going to answer. So I have three questions here. Um, the first question is how important is it for relationships? Oh, I'm sorry. How important is it for individuals in a relationship to maintain their own separate identity? Um, my answer is I feel like it is very important to maintain your identity. I feel like a lot of times when people are in relationships, they forget their friends. Um, they become consumed by the relationship and therefore like all of their time and energy is spent on their partner and then they um, forget. You know, they forget about their hobbies. If they used to like to hike, they don't hike anymore. Um, you know, their their friends, their personal friends, they don't spend as much time with them anymore. Uh, and then, you know, let's just say you know, things don't work out in their current relationship. It's like now they pretty much have to start all over because they weren't nurturing themselves. They weren't nurturing those relationships that they had outside of that relationship. So I feel like it's really important, um, you know, to, to have those things that you enjoy doing, those hobbies um, with other people, uh, to, you know, like if you enjoy painting and that's something that you do, like I, I don't feel like it would be a good idea for you to just like give that up completely just because you're in a relationship with someone. Um, actually, this remind this reminds me of something. Um, so, and it's completely off the topic pretty much, but so I've been married before I am divorced um, and I was in the military at the time that I was married. And um, my next duty station was going to be Korea. And at that time, my spouse, well, I was supposed to go over to Korea first, get housing and all that other stuff established. And my spouse was like, yeah, no, like, that's not going to happen. Like, you're not going to, you know, go somewhere without me for that, you know, for that length of time and, um, you know, leave me here. And uh, so I got out of the military and we came back to New York and that didn't work out. And then it's like I beat myself up constantly because I'm just kind of like, I could have, you know, had like a whole nother career, um, you know, in the Navy. Like I would have still been in the Navy possibly or, you know, whatever the, the case may be. But it's like I made that decision like based on my spouse, like solely because my spouse said like, no. And now I like, you know, years later, I'm just thinking to myself like, wow, like what my, what would my life have been like? If I had, you know, pretty much said, like, it makes more sense. Like, it makes more sense for us to go to Korea. It makes more sense for me to stay in the military. Because uh, it's not like I had a choice. It's not like I could have, you know, told the Navy officers, hey, yeah, uh, my husband said no. Like, what else do you have on the table? <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about, like, those type of sacrifices that you make in relationships? Like, if you have to, like, if you're in a relationship, you're in a committed relationship, and then you have to uproot, you know, do you feel like it's more important, like the relationship is more important? Is your career um, something that you consider more important? Like, I really um, would love to hear what you have to say about that, because uh, I, I feel like, like I said, I beat myself up about, a lot about it. Like, I know that I am where I need to be in life right now, but it does 
you know, come to mind, like just now when I said, you know, about, about the individual that maintain my, um, like our separate identities, like my identity at that time was I was a sailor. <laughs> I mean, I had shore duty, but at that time I was a sailor and, you know, to me in my mind, like the, the Navy was going to be my career, like that I was going to retire from the Navy at that time. But, um, you know, due to what my ex-husband said, I was like, yeah, okay, well that's not going to work out. And, um, so Okay, so next question. Uh, do you believe people should get a second chance? Uh, so first, I think that it depends on what the person did, um, if they deserve a second chance or not. Because obviously, you know, if something has done, if someone has done something that's like kind of so heinous, then obviously it's like, you know, lose my number, don't call me. Like, I don't even want to see you. You know, I'm across the street when I see you, basically type of thing just depending on what it is. But if it's something that, you know, I, I find is forgivable, um, definitely I would give them a second chance because I really feel like, for, for me, I feel like the forgiving is for me. Like, the forgiving isn't for you. The forgiving is for me. The forgiving is for me so that I can let go, so that I can move on from the situation. And it's not to say that I'm going to forget what happened. It's just saying that, like, I'm not going to hold that negative energy. Like, I'm not going to hold that grudge because I feel like that takes more energy out of me. It takes more energy out of me to every time I see you to just, like, bring up all of that negative stuff again. So, um, yeah, I, I believe in forgiving, forgiving, just not forgetting. And, again, you know, that if that person has done something so heinous and it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know, you can't even bear to be in the same room with them, obviously, yeah, no, you're not going to get a second chance. Uh, and the last question, which I probably should answer more questions since we're, we have a lot of time, but no, 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 I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to value your time and not, you know, just subject you to have me an just answering questions. Um, okay. So the last question is what makes you feel safe? <clears throat> okay. And so what makes me feel safe is, um, I'm honestly going to say that I feel safe in an environment where it is judgment free because it's like in those type of environments, I feel like, um, people accept me for who I am. I feel like, uh, I can be myself and I don't have to pretend that I'm somebody that I'm not. And that makes me feel safe because again, you know, like I said, it's like, if I do slip up, if I, you know, do if I do happen to say something that, um, we aren't in agreement with, it's like, I know that, uh, even though we don't agree that we can still, uh, be in a good space with each other because we're adults. Um, I, I like, you know, knowing that I can have a conversation with, with people and, you know, it may even get heated, you know, because it's, it's, it's a debate. It's like what, two of the things that I don't really like talking about with people who I'm not really familiar with, uh, is politics and religion. Because I feel like if you talk about politics and religion, like people just get like really, really heated. And I'm just like, it's, it's not that serious, you know, but they, they take it that way and they get like really excited about it. But if you can have those conversations where people can get really heated in a debate or, you know, uh, talk about something that they just are completely on the opposite sides of the pole about. And at the end of it, they can just be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't agree with you, but I hear you. Um, I understand you and I still disagree and that's fine. Like we can agree to disagree. So, um, that makes me feel safe being able to speak my mind and, um, you know, still have that, 
you know, you don't have to love me, but <laughs> have that unconditional like, like you still, you still like me, you enjoy me. And, you know, even if you don't, that's fine. But, um, yeah, I like being in environments where I can just kind of like be myself and, um, have that judgment free, unconditional love flowing. So, uh, I am going to wrap this up right now. Uh, thank you again. Like I said, I really do value your time and I appreciate you listening and, um, feel free to reach out to me. It's a uh, rendezvous and review at gmail.com or it's R E N D E Z underscore review. I'm on IG. I'm on snap. Uh, actually, you know what? There's also a Facebook group now it's uh facebook.com forward slash rendezvous and review. So you can go there as well. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, we have a great group. I need to be more active on the Facebook group, on the Rendezvous and Review Facebook group, actually. Um, but yes, we do have a, a Facebook group. And um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. This is Mecca, and I will talk to you next time.